Good evening and hope you had an awesome day. So tonight is going to be a little bit longer. Today was a very difficult day. I want to share with you why. It is still very much connected to the text of the Seder, as is our following theme over the course of this week, but the commentary to it is really inspired by life. Today was by far my toughest day to date since COVID started. Thank God I'm fine and in fact feeling more blessed than ever and thank you for those who reached out when I sent out that message. But so why was it so difficult? Today I had the sacred responsibility and dare I say sacred honor to oversee the Leviah, the funeral of a 97-year-old Holocaust hero. She was an integral part of my shul community, a woman who didn't automatically put you in her good books, but once you made it, she showered you with love. When I came into the shul years ago as the new kid, she, along with most of the more established members, were skeptical. But slowly I won her over and she became one of my early cheerleaders and we created a strong bond. She turned me into a better rabbi and person. And one of my daughters visited her regularly for the last four years and my kids looked forward to seeing her in shul every Shabbos. She was an integral part of our lives. She was actually as strong as one could hope to be a couple weeks ago and ready to live until 180, if not longer. The last week we saw her in shul, she gave her usual warm wishes and brushed away any of her questions about how her own well-being was. And then recently she contracted COVID-19 and passed away yesterday. And the world's light is a little dimmed. But I have to tell you, the toughest part was that as a result of COVID, the funeral was graveside and included only me and her. No one else was allowed. So many thoughts were rushing through my head as I escorted her on her final journey or to her final journey. I was pained by the reality that her last moments were not surrounded by her family and friends. I was pained for her family and friends who could not be with her in her last moments. I was sad that someone who was less than five feet tall but who was a giant in every sense was not able to experience the covet achra and the final respect she so richly deserved although would never demand. I was shocked by the realization of the far-reaching, subtle, yet equally painful and profound ripple effect impact of the pandemic we face, an impact that will never show up in the news, but will forever be a part of the individual's story. I was overwhelmed by the responsibility that lay in front of me. I felt slightly comforted that at least she was not one of the tragic stories of a rent-a-rabbi at her final moments. I knew her well, and I'm happy that I was there for her and her family, and I will remember her in that moment forever. But as I held the phone that helped broadcast my words of tribute to the family that sat in the quarantine of their own home, I realized that they were not feeling the comfort and that it was upon me and those around them to provide the comfort. As I completed the burial and prepared to recite the words of comfort that Jews have said for years, the words took on a new meaning with some resilient clarity. The final words that we share when one begins mourning and upon leaving a shiva house is May Hashem, may God comfort you amongst the other mourners of Zion and Jerusalem. I always saw the line as meaning that Hashem should grant you comfort and not only you, but everyone else who is mourning their losses and our collective national loss. But as I stood there, I realized that the words of comfort that we offer the family are an acknowledgement that when we lose someone in this world, it is a loss for the world for all of us. And we ask God to comfort the family first, but to realize that we should all feel the pain of that loss. A loss to one family is a loss to our entire Jewish family. So often in life, we're focused on our own lives, our own pursuits, our own pleasure, our own futures, that we forget that we were put on this earth for something else, not to be pleasure seekers, but to be pleasure providers. The very first mistake that Adam and Eve made is precisely that. They were put into the world to watch it, guard it, tend it, 
And there was one tree that they were supposed to steer clear of, but their desire to focus on what they wanted blinded them and dimmed the light of the world in the process. After their mistake, God reaches out to them with one simple word. Ayeka, translated as, where are you? Weird word. You're God. You are everywhere. God definitely knows where they are. There's no playing hide and seek with God. So what does that word mean? Our commentaries answer that the question isn't one that describes God's desire to find Adam and Eve, all of humanity at that time, after, after all. It is God sharing with them the word that they should be asking themselves. Ayeka, where are you? What are you doing? Do you remember why I put you here? And Ayeka, what are you doing about that? Where are you and have you fallen asleep on the job? Earlier, I mentioned the line that is said to comfort the mourners and translated as Hashem, God, should comfort you. But the strange thing is rather than using any of the well-known names of God, it uses a very unique name, Hamakom. All names of a person describe the relationship that is being invoked with its use. And for some reason, rather than using the usual name, Adoshem or Elokai or Shakai, it uses Hamakom, which means the place. May God, who is the place, bring you comfort. What is this name trying to teach us? I think the answer is simple. Humans often ask God, Ayeka, where are you? And God is reminding us that I am Hamakom, I'm everywhere. I know sometimes it doesn't feel like it and sometimes I'm hidden, but I want you to remember that I am always present, always next to you, always with you, even if you can't see me. And then at the same time, God says, but Ayeka, where are you? At this moment, what are you focused on? What is your purpose? God is reminding us that he is there for us, but he needs us to be there with him and for the world. And if we remember he is running the show and then he put us here exactly where we are for a specific reason, then our only job is to make the choice to play the role that is needed in life. Today, I was placed in a position where it was hard to see God's presence. Yet at the same time as I stood at the graveside, I felt that I was placed there by him with a story that started almost 10 years ago. He was there with me then, and he was there with me and this wonderful hero now. And I was able to see that it was Hashem asking me to remember Ayeka, where I am, and what I am asked to do and be in this world. On Pesach night, we once again invoke the unique name of Hamakom. As we say in the Haggadah, Baruch Hamakom Baruch Hu. Blessed is God at the Seder with the name of Hamakom. Perhaps for the exact same reason. During the pain of Egypt, the Jews held on by remembering the lesson of Hamakom, that God is not looking down at us, but is with us through the difficult times and encouraging us to go on, to find our role, to live for others, and that the Geula, the redemption, comes whenever we remember our role. Moshe's act of kindness to save a fellow Jew started the entire story, and it was his answer to the call of Ayeka that reminds us that we too have to answer that question. Now more than ever, we all need to remind ourselves that we are surrounded, even during challenging times, by the warm embrace of Hamakom, even more so in tough times than in easy times, and that he's softly whispering into our ears, into your ear, Ayeka, so where are you? What are you doing? Will you help me in this world to watch, tend, and perfect it? May we follow in the footsteps of this amazing Holocaust hero who lived through it all and rebuilt her Jewish life and gave strength to others, and through following her example, bring merit to her neshama and purpose to our Ayaka. Chevra, we've all got a lot of work to do. So let's up our game. And on that note, wishing you a wonderful night, and I'll see you tomorrow.